0: It's Thursday, November nineteenth. Welcome to Market Foolery. I'm Chris Hill. Joining me from a great distance, Mr. Bill Mann. Good to see you, my friend. How are you, Chris? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. We were talking right before we started. Uh, your audio quality might be a little uh, below what we typically do because uh, yeah. you've got a new computer. So, so hopefully the dozens of listeners will uh, uh, will bear with us as we I, as we. Y- We get to uh, we're going to get to some earnings. We've got a a fascinating development going on that the Wall Street Journal uh, just reported. Um, We'll get to that. Let's let's start with Nvidia. Uh, It was another big quarter for Nvidia. uh, Third quarter profits and revenue both higher than expected for the chip maker. Shares down a little bit today, though. Uh, I'm assuming it is around the guidance they gave on their data center division, which, you know, to be fair, they came out and said, yeah, this number is going down.
1: I, I, I always caution people not to spend too much time worrying about what happens right around earnings with companies. And I think in 2020, we've gotten the exact wrong lesson. Whenever companies beat by just a little bit, their stock goes up 20%. Whenever they lose by a little bit, their stock goes down 20%. That's actually weird. That's actually weird. It doesn't usually work that way. You're exactly right that generally speaking, stocks are driven by guidance. So now that they've reported those earnings, those are in the bag. But Nvidia's stock has gone up by 230 billion dollars in market cap this year. 230 billion. So what happened on this day is 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 really nothing. They're crushing it on certain fronts. Their chips are in the uh, the Twitch by Nintendo, which sold seven million units last. You know, they're they they're absolutely doing great. So the earnings report was fabulous. The stock doing its thing is it probably ahead. Of, the stock was ahead of itself, and that's
0: all you need to know. Yeah, it did seem like you look at the gains. I mean, the stock up a hundred fifty percent in the past twelve months. You could absolutely see, particularly on Wall Street, some of the the, maybe some of the traders saying, okay, we've made some money, we're going to take a little off the table here. But uh, is NVIDIA in your mind a more predictable business than it was, say, four years ago? Um, I don't pay as close attention to it as Mm -hmm. you do, but my memory of NVIDIA is. They, It was a little bit more of a roller coaster with the stock uh, a while back, and now, uh, given the size, given their dominance, it seems like they're steadier than they used to be.
1: Yeah, simply because they have gone from being mainly a play on graphics chips to being a much broader company. In the, NVIDIA by market cap is now the largest semiconductor company in the U.S. It surpassed Intel, which I, which blows my mind. I mean, that is not a bet I would have made, that Intel would have been second place to anybody in the U.S., on the semiconductor front. So yes, it is a much more predictable company by virtue of the various markets that it's in. You know, it's the guts of the, you know, of the, of, of, of the Nintendo system. It's the guts of, uh, you know, of, of, of the Xbox. It is a, it is, it is now a much more uh, broad company in terms of the markets that it is, it's gone into. They have done, Jensen Wong and his team have done a Fabulous job turning this into not just a monster of a company, but uh, but but one that has much more resilience than it had even five years ago.
0: Yesterday on the show, we talked about Target's amazing third quarter. Macy's third quarter was kind of the opposite. Uh, same store sales down twenty percent. Digital sales were up twenty seven percent. But Bill, that is just not the, I mean, in normal times, Macy's increasing their digital sales 27% would be a reason to pop champagne. Yeah. But in this environment, uh, with store closings, uh, with all of the problems, that's just not going to get it done.
1: No, the problem with, and so uh, their same store sales were were down more than 20%, that is the physical stores. And then so their their online sales were up 27% is that, it, yeah. do, do, do I have that right? I've got my notes, but I'm trying to scroll through and instead uh, I'm being offered ads. So that's wonderful. Um, <laughs> what I would say about that is, that is that Macy's has lost, right? When you see what's happening at Best Buy, when you see what's happening at all of these, you know, at, at Walmart, Walmart and Best Buy and Target are taking share from Amazon, much less from Macy's macy's online sales are for people who can't get into a macy's they are self-cannibalizing and it's sad this is a this is a 125 year old company in the you know in in the u.s it is a mainstay of main street in a lot of the largest cities you know in 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 this country the anchor for malls all around the country they've lost they really have uh and it's all over you know there are companies that have made you know that, that have made recoveries you know that are bigger than this. We talked to, I've talked about Best Buy before as being one of those that really pulled a rabbit out of the hat. I don't know that Macy's has a rabbit.
0: It's interesting because you, you're right you, you think of the heritage of this business you think of the the brand association there is some value there, but it's almost like they are trapped inside themselves and what I mean by that is, um, there is a for everything that Macy's sells, there is probably a better option from some competitor out there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. they're, they're not going the value route, so um, they're losing out to the coals of the world. Um, and uh, th- this is a business that sadly is still optimized for a world in which people go to department stores. And that's not yeah. the world we live in anymore.
1: That's right. And you think about what 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 Best Buy did to survive is that they finally said, okay, even if we lose money on certain SKUs, if there is a price online, we will match it. Macy's can't do that you can't do that when most of your business is, 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 is fashion, right? It's just not possible to have that same, to have that same impact. And so what Best Buy did was like, okay, we're going to lose money on certain things, but people are going to look and they are say, okay, if I drive to the best Best Buy, that's two miles from me, I can get the price that I want and I can have that device now. That's not something that's available to, uh, to, to And, you know, it's interesting, their revenues were sub $4 billion, this is this is now a company that has a much larger mind share than it actually does a position in our economy anymore. Doesn't make me happy at all to say that, but it is it is definitely true.
0: The Wall Street Journal is reporting that the SEC is currently working on a plan that would require Chinese companies to use auditors overseen by the United States. If yeah. the companies don't comply, then under this proposal they would be shut out of exchanges in the U.S. that they are currently listed on, and we're talking about companies like Alibaba, Baidu, JD.com, just to name a few. More there than a are- trillion
1: in market cap between the b- between the listed companies in the U.S. The so there are
0: there are a lot of moving parts to this. This mm-hmm. is still. In- uh, according to the journal's report, at some point, maybe in December, this is going to be a bit available for public comment. Mm-hmm. Um, before we start digging into this a little deeper, what was your gut reaction when you read this story?
1: My gut reaction is that is that, and I don't want to be completely political because you know, at the point in time, we're still trying to figure out who the next president is going to be. We're pretty sure it's not going to be Donald Trump in, in say February of 2020. When we'll just leave it at that. We're pretty sure of this. This is something that is not going to be instant. It's going to take more than a year to institute, which means that the next administration will have to choose whether to go to 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 fully implement it. So that's that's one thing. The other thing, this has been a long time coming, and it's not, I think it's really important to state that this isn't a battle in between the United States or the, um, um, you know, or the sec and these companies, it's a battle between the United States and the Chinese government, the Chinese government limits the amount, the access that foreign auditors have to Chinese company books. They can't come in and look at, they can't come in and look at the source documents. They can't come in and, you know, and, and, and do a full audit. It has to be done within China. It's the only country in the world that's like that, and it's bad behavior. It's it's bad behavior. So on on the one hand, we are seeing the nuclear option get pulled here in the U.S., and it really matters. But at the same time, this isn't this isn't just you know we're 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 just throwing bombs at China because because they're there and they're threatening or whatever. This isn't you know this this isn't some you know it hasn't come out of nowhere. The fix will be that China figures out how to open its books in a way that doesn't end up uh, humiliating the uh, Chinese Communist Party. That's what's going to happen.
0: So, your expectation, and I'm assuming the way you are investing, is that you believe this is going to happen, that there Mm -hmm. will be a requirement and Chinese companies in concert with the Chinese government Will agree to it?
1: Yeah, I do because it's it, it, because it's the only it's the only country of of substance that matters that has a different set of rules than everybody else. A German company, American auditors can fully audit their books. Japanese companies, companies even in Hong Kong, it's just mainland. China it's it's going to change and they will figure out a way you know so that you know a way that everybody gets to declare victory and this happens so it is a reason why i mean ultimately i think it's self defeating for china i mean obviously 1.2 trillion dollars in market cap here in the us but there are a lot of investors a lot of american investors a lot of investors around the world who say i don't invest in and i don't trust chinese companies and they're not wrong right this helps their argument ultimately the argument has got to be a little bit more sunshine and that's not something that's easy for the for the Chinese Communist Party to do but that's it's the way it's going to have to be and you know whether this
0: goes through or not so two questions um, in two different directions uh, first <laughs> let's say just for the sake of argument that you're wrong <laughs> um, <laughs> le- 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 let's let's say no. No. Oh. <laughs> wrong in this right, is,
1: right then, right then, my wife goes as usual.
0: <laughs> um, let's say you're wrong in this regard. Let's say this goes through, and these Chinese companies, um, you know, Alibaba recently did a listing, I think, in Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. Um, the you know these companies and and uh, the Chinese government say that's fine. We're we're not doing this and. We're taking our ball and going home, and so therefore they are no longer listed on exchanges. Um, This is a little in the weeds, but like what what happened? You know, if I'm a U.S. investor and I own shares of of Baidu or JD.com or Alibaba, and they're no longer listed, uh, you know, a year from now, it's like, well, they're no longer going to be listed. What happens to my shares? Do do I still own them? Do they do do they get liquidated? What happens then?
1: It's a really good question, and it's a bit of an open question. What would normally happen when a foreign company
0: lists from the U.S.,
1: which has happened before in plenty of times, what you end up with is either shares on the home market, which are tradable, probably it would be in Hong Kong, which you know, many brokers in the U.S. have an agreement with the Hong Kong Stock Exchange, so they would become tradable there. The biggest issue uh, for, you know, for, for investors is it's not even liquidity, it's access. Right, like it will, be, it will be harder to do. We in several services in The Motley Fool have, 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 have exposure to foreign companies that trade on foreign exchanges. And it's, it's not the best experience, but it's not something that you should panic about either. The, the thing that people might wonder is, at, there is no way that what would end up happening is that your shares would somehow be forfeit. You own those shares. And the way international commerce works and the way the markets work is those company, those, those shares are yours and they won't, they won't somehow be evaporated. They may be liquidated, so we'll have to see. I, I, I definitely want to make sure that people don't panic about this because I think it's an unlikely outcome to start with. But even if it, even if it does come to pass that way, it, it, it will be done in a, in a really organized way. Nobody wants $1.2 trillion worth of
0: stuff to disappear. So, assuming you're correct, and whether it's a year from now or or a little bit further down the line, this is uh, what comes to pass. Do you think it is just a done deal that, from that point on, any uh, Chinese company will list in the United States, or will there still be companies that just say, no, we're not interested in that?
1: Well, again, it's not really up to the companies. It's up to the government. Right. And right. it's, yeah. It's, not, I, it's yeah. Up, sorry. I yeah. should have
0: been more explicit. Do, yeah. do, do you think the Chinese government is going to say, OK, now that we've made this deal, everybody's in on the US exchanges?
1: Maybe. Maybe. I, You know, the reason that they come to the United States, the reason that foreign companies come to the United States, it's not a convenience for you or me, right? Like, they aren't saying, hey, we would really love to have American shareholders. They come to the U.S. because we have the largest pool of money from which they can do secondaries and raise capital. Right? That's a problem for their company, for, for, for companies that aren't in the United States, that aren't trading here. I mean, there are ones that already aren't here. Ten cent, maybe the largest company by market cap in China, does not have a sponsored U.S. listing. So, it exists, right? So, uh, the, biggest, the biggest issue is that it will actually be fairly harmful for Chinese companies that are looking to raise capital.
0: What do you think the next step is? Is it? Is it this? uh, An
1: election will get certified. Will be the next step.
0: (laughs) Um, I I, I guess where I'm going with this is, and I, 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 you know, I I guess I should apologize because I'm I'm basically asking you a series of crystal ball questions. No,
1: I love this. Yeah,
0: Um, but in terms of, I can't be,
1: I I can't be wrong on crystal ball
0: questions. (laughs) Um, In terms of the public comment. What is your expectation there? Let's, you know, th- again, the journal reported this story. Um, let's, uh, you know, put 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 whatever is happening with um, a transition to a Biden administration aside. Mm-hmm. If this c- becomes available for public comment in December, um, what should we expect in terms of comment? Like, do, do you expect anyone to come out and be very opposed to this? Or is it more going to be, um, sort of a muted, you know. If you're the New York Stock Exchange, yes, yeah, yeah, yes, you yes. you want this because that's business for you.
1: Yes, yeah, and I don't know that people really understand this. That when you know, it, when when uh, stock exchanges go out and they compete with each other for listings, right? And New York Stock Exchange and the Nasdaq have almost an unbeatable hand because of the pool of money of the U.S. Uh, But, you know, the 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 American investment public behind it, but they have lowered their they, they have very willingly lowered their standards. The laws are on the books exist today that these companies need to be audited in the, you know, by by American accounting firms. It, it, the the laws exist. They're just not really being they're not being enforced and they're not necessarily enforceable. So this will just simply put some teeth to that. So obviously, the exchanges will be concerned. You know, Senator Marco Rubio has already put out a bill called the Equi- Equitable Act that, uh, you know, that, that would that would do this same thing. So I think you're going to see a very little muted, you know, very little like aggressive. Uh, stance against this. This will be a pretty popular bipartisan uh, uh, bill or an an effort.
0: Two quick things before we wrap up. Uh, First, uh uh, for those who have been wondering, uh, because and I and I understand, uh, for anyone who uh, turns on a radio uh, and hears holiday music, there are now two hundred radio stations across America that have flipped their format to all holiday. But for those wondering here on Market Foolery, it starts December first. So that's like, <laughs> like we do every year.
1: Is that a Dan Boyd?
0: Uh, that is, a, is that, that is a Dan Boyd, a a Boyd thing? Producer Dan Boyd. Yeah, he's adamant, and I back him hundred percent on that. We we start I, on December first.
1: I I I love that. I will say that 2020 has been such a weird year. I see a lot of people who have already put their Christmas decorations out. I'm here in New Orleans. There are plenty of houses that have gone straight to Christmas decorations for this year. I'm completely for. A little bit of joy, a little bit early. On, on ordinary years, I am right there with you. But to, to me, it makes me happy to think of the holidays starting today, and specifically, this crazy year in our rearview mirror. So, as soon as I can get to the point where that is that seems possible, it's a little bit of joy.
0: I, I agree completely with that. We're still starting on December 1st. So <laughs> Um and and the second thing, because Barker and I talked about this the other day, um uh will you uh publicly commit we're gonna we're gonna get an apropos of nothing episode in the can before Christmas? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I'll start drinking now. I'll just get a... <laughs> Well. <laughs> Well, that's all the time we have, so don't <laughs> I'll, I'll let you get on to whatever is next in your day. I appreciate it. It's good to see you. Thank you
1: so much for the invite, Chris. It's been too long.
0: As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, in The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against, so don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's going to do it for this edition of Market Foolery. The show is mixed by Dan Boyd. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on Monday.